0: afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Occam's Razor. Before I ever caught a single... I want to thank everyone for joining us. We had a slight technical difficulty. OBS decided to have an error with the encoder, so... I had to reinstall, I had to reboot the computer, I had to change the encoder, it failed a couple of times. Anyways, we are here, it's working, we're live. Please let me know if the feed is good, if you can see the video, if you've got good sound, all of it, because it's important. We've got a lot we're talking about today and uh, we've got some stories that I'm sure you guys are waiting to hear about. If there's anything that we don't get a chance to cover then make sure you let me know in the chat what it is you want me to look into because there's just so much news. I also received a number of notifications from viewers about a young man by the name of Ryan Montgomery, an ethical hacker who was responsible for busting that pedophile Democrat, Nathan Larson. Anyways, I just made contact with Ryan. He's coming on the show. So hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. All right, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I see my old friend Gafferanon out there in the Rumble chat. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you very much to everyone who is with us today. So we are going to go a full hour. Uh, I'm not going to do a hard cut off at two. We'll make up for that 10 minutes or so that uh, we weren't on the air. Um, but uh, I want to say thank you very much to everybody who sent me over that clip of that uh, ethical hacker, Ryan Montgomery. Um, if you guys want to check out what is probably one of the most disturbing Warrior. interviews I've ever seen and, uh, you know, it, it, one of the toughest things I've ever watched, to be quite honest with you. Um Oh, and of course, everything reset. Okay, hold on. Um, This is Ryan Montgomery, ethical hacker, also known as Zero Day on uh, Twitter. Anyways, we just contacted each other. I emailed him, messaged him on Twitter this morning as I was getting the show ready after one of my viewers sent me over this interview. Uh, And then Ryan responded. So hopefully he's going to be coming on the show pretty quickly. Um, I'm booking for like the middle of June. So you can probably expect him around then. Um, Let me also make sure that uh, we've got the rumble chat on screen because it looks like it's not working either. Uh, Let's see. So that would be this one. And chat. There we go. All right. So as you can tell from the title of this program, we are definitely going to be talking about the gag order on President Trump. John and I touched on it a bit last night, Um, but I wanted to start off with uh, something that I thought was fairly striking. Um, Berkshire Hathaway, it's it's, uh, Warren Buffett's company. Um, They have uh, basically been the gold standard for corporate governance, uh, corporate profits. Uh, Warren Buffett has this kind of, uh, this air about him that he can do no wrong. If Warren Buffett gets involved in a company or he does something, well, then that's the future of business and people kind of follow him for that. Um, but he also happens to be closely associated with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, and currently, I would imagine, Bill Gates. I don't know that Melinda is doing much work there now ever since they've broken up as as a result of Bill's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. But Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is largely funded by Mr. Warren Buffett. So there is a tremendous connect right there. Between Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So if you're a shareholder in Berkshire Hathaway or you are a business owner that does business with Berkshire Hathaway, the relationship between Epstein and Bill and Melinda Gates, it's undeniable. And uh, a a man by the name of – what is his name? Flaherty. Peter Flaherty. Uh, He is the leader of the National Legal and Policy Center – Um, They are involved with the Berkshire Hathaway board, and they are a proponent of a shareholder proposal that would essentially split up the responsibilities of the chairman and CEO. That way, Warren Buffett can do whatever he wants for his own philanthropy and his efforts to vaccinate the the entire population of the world, and it wouldn't have anything to do – with Berkshire Hathaway itself because the people who don't like what Warren Buffett is doing with that money, uh, they would rather the company went in a different direction. So Mr. Flaherty was uh, given the opportunity to speak at the recent shareholders meeting. Uh, And what's interesting is that he was cut off very quickly into his speech. And then as soon as he connected Mr. Warren Buffett, to both Bill and Melinda Gates and to Jeffrey Epstein, he was arrested. He was actually arrested by law enforcement and hauled out of there. Um, He was arrested for something in regards to uh, disturbing the peace or something. Oh, there it is. Criminal trespass. Criminal trespass. Um, So it's it's kind of interesting that this would – this would set Warren Buffett off to such a degree that he would sick law enforcement on this guy uh, when he is a shareholder of Berkshire Hathaway himself he has every right to speak here's the content of what he said uh, well this is actually the full uh, content of, of uh, what he planned to say but let's go ahead and actually listen <laughs> let's listen to the soundbite of what he actually was able to say.
1: President.
0: Hold on. This is very quiet. I need to turn it way up.
1: Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities.
0: Let me just say this also. You know, Peter Flaherty was not some protester who just showed up at this meeting Um, He had every right to speak and he had every right to make the points that he did. Um, And it kind of is interesting. It goes to show you what direction all of these large corporations here in America are going. They're all working on this – This this like diversity credit score system uh, to ensure that they're hiring enough uh, black trans women and that they're giving enough money to vaccine causes such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But here we go. Continuing.
1: He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as Bill Gates explained, when the company was still together, although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. Boom. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. You're not gonna censor uh, what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir? Uh, You may continue, but you're under a three minute limitation. Of course.
0: That's Warren Buffett. We know how much- That's Warren Buffett on stage, telling him that he may continue. This woman came up and she was like, You gotta stop. You can't talk about what you're talking about. This is persona non grata. Not something you're supposed to bring up.
1: Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times after Epstein's express. <laughs> <laughs> the Gates Foundation had a huge influence over the COVID response and the on <laughs> The Gates yeah, Foundation lady, may be like, the shut largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Associating. It funds closets like defunding the for so so making it. American cities unlivable. Well, somebody money goes to also to groups money. conducting threats. It's <sighs> awesome.
0: All these people think Jeffrey Epstein was a good guy.
1: And I will point
0: out that Mr. Florida is talking about money that I've given, not Berkshire Hathaway. All right, so I see people in the chat saying, you know, how can they charge him with criminal trespass? He was invited to speak. Really? I mean, come on. They will do whatever they want. Obviously, the police who arrested and charged this man, Peter Flaherty, with criminal trespass, uh, they don't care about law and order. They don't care about uh, what people are allowed to say. They don't care about free speech. They don't care about the rules of decorum. They will do whatever is necessary to shut down the opposition in the same way they've done to us. In the same way they've done to our amazing President Trump, and that is the subject of the next story, which is the gag order that President Trump is now under in regards to the case being brought against him in Manhattan District Court by corrupt attorney Mel Alvin Bragg. Now, the man on screen is the judge overseeing the case, Juan Mershon. uh, And yesterday he made a ruling saying that President Trump can no longer post- about the Stormy Daniels hush money payment case on his social media. Now, the judges also barred him from viewing evidence in the Stormy Daniels case until his lawyers are present. Kind of interesting. To think that you are not allowed to see the evidence that has been compiled against you. I mean, I think that also is in direct contradiction with the way the U.S. court system is supposed to work. This is the same case where President Trump was charged with 34 counts of filing false business records and, of course, conspiracy uh, for signing checks. Because, of course, uh, when you sign checks and your name is Donald Trump— then the likelihood of you being a lawbreaker is uh, very, very high. Apparently, apparently. Uh, And it doesn't matter what kind of actual evidence there is. It doesn't matter what kind of actual investigation has been done. It doesn't matter what agencies before you have decided that there were no crimes that were committed because Alvin Bragg is God in Manhattan District Court. So uh, this is probably going to restrict the conversation that we see about this. Um, And certainly it will with President Trump, but I have to be honest, I, I think that President Trump is still going to attempt to get around this gag order as much as possible. If he breaks the gag order and they come and arrest him and put him in prison, put him in jail for any amount of time. That's going to be, once again, uh, a, a perfect image for President Trump's reelection campaign. He can say, look at this. I have been silenced. This is America. They won't let the former president of the United States talk about the case that's being brought against him, this fake, phony, and fraudulent case that's being brought against him. Uh, I think that if this happens, then it will be good for President Trump because it will be, again, another red pill for the people of America. Uh, The case against Donald Trump is non-existent. Uh, So them not allowing him to talk about it, uh, it allows them to keep it under wraps as much as possible so that they can control the narrative surrounding it. This is not going to work as far as I'm concerned. People all across this nation see what's being done to President Trump in Manhattan, and they recognize that it's a snow job. It's a hoax. Uh, I saw it about, ooh, gosh, maybe – you know, I just realized I wasn't even showing the article. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I, uh, I I watched about nine or ten minutes from President Trump's deposition uh, early this morning about uh, E. Jean Carroll. I, I, tr- I think I showed a clip about it the other day of um, President Trump saying that E. Jean Carroll was not his type. Like these lawyers, the the way that they are trying to twist his words and uh, attempt to uh, find something that they can pin on him, it's it's just incredible it's a staggering display of uh, of hypocrisy because they are obsessed with the words that he's using president trump said she wasn't his type well what does that mean i mean that's a subjective opinion that's my opinion you are not my type i would not be interested in you is it simply the way you look well it could be is it the way that you hold yourself is the way that you maintain uh, interactions with your fellow humans uh, is it the way you dress is it the tone and timbre of your voice? It could be any of these things. But a person knows what a person knows. And if you're not my type, you're not my type. And they're not going to get President Trump to say something different. Oh, yeah. Okay. E. Jean Carroll, remember when she was on CNN with Anderson Cooper and she said that rape was sexy? And then they came back from commercial break and he, it was a completely different situation. President Trump talked about that too. All they care about... Is bringing down this one man who has done more good for America than any other politician in recent memory. And it won't work because we have eyes, we have ears, we can see all around us what's happening. We can see the destruction taking place here in America. As an example, right now with Title 42 prepared to end. We have border patrol agents that are sounding the alarm on the number of illegal migrants, perhaps over a million illegals gathered at our U.S. southern border waiting to storm through. Apparently, they've already started coming in certain areas. From what I understand, the Biden regime gave advance warning to these migrant groups, telling them where they would be safe to cross over. Uh, And at the same time, the the federal government is looking to clear Democrat-run cities of all of these illegals. Where the hell are they going to go? I mean, that's the only place that has welcomed them in with open arms. This is not a legal act. We don't want our streets crawling with illegals. We don't want homeless encampments on our sidewalks or in our front yards. That's the world the Biden regime wants. That's the world the left wants. They want to democratize society. They want everyone to be the same. And that same, that similarness would be uh, of a third world nature. They don't want you to have anything of your own. They don't want you to own anything or make anything. They just want you to serve. They want you to bend the knee. And that's simply not something that I'm willing to do. But the people of America see this. We see the nation crumbling all around us. Title 42 ends Migrants stream across the border. There is a cause and effect. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Joe Biden is an ineffective president. Joe Biden's administration is making decisions that lead to the destruction of our nation. So what can we do? All we can do is support leaders who will move against this horrific display of of treachery taking place right here in America. Tomorrow we have that uh, uh the press conference that James, James Comer and uh and his friends are going to be giving uh on the House investigation into the Biden crime family. I'm anxiously awaiting what happens there. But some interesting stuff just came up in regards to Antony Blinken, who has recently been the subject of uh, much speculation about his participation in the creation of that intelligence community letter denouncing the Hunter Biden laptop as uh, what was termed at the time Russian disinformation. All of the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, Anthony Blinken was subpoenaed to appear before Congress. They wanted him to talk about this because he came before and apparently lied. They found emails between him and Hunter Biden. They found him discussing this with people in the intelligence community, directly thanking them for signing the letter, for helping to co-sign on one of the biggest lies committed in recent memory. Anthony Blinken lied about all of that to Congress. So, now, the House Oversight Chairman, which is Representative Michael McCall, has said that the State Department has blown past a number of deadlines they gave to him to present documents, all of them leading to Anthony's uh, participation in Joe Biden's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. If you remember, Anthony Blinken was like a deer in headlights at the time that that happened. Uh, y- y- you pull out. You pull out all of the troops and, uh, and, and and you leave all the weapons. What the hell do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously it's going to turn into a, 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 a total shit show. But as a result of not adhering to these document deadlines, Anthony Blinken is in contempt of Congress. So, you know, this is one power that Congress has. They can hold you in contempt. They can charge you. They might even be able to take criminal action against you. Um, but as of right now, the department is in violation. They have just completely ignored all of this. Now, if they should completely fail their obligation, the committee at that point would be prepared to take the steps to enforce that subpoena. That would be including holding Anthony Blinken in contempt of Congress and then initiating that civil enforcement proceeding. So it is possible something could happen to Anthony Blinken, but it's also possible that he might just completely get away with it in the way that he has in the past. Now, I told you he lied before the House committee. There is another investigation taking place that uh, we have learned about only uh, an hour or so ago from Paul Sperry. Uh, Senate investigators have also met with Antony Blinken. Now, he told the Senate investigators something a little bit different than what he said in the past. He claims that, yeah, he's met with James Biden, who is – the mastermind behind the scenes of the Biden criminal family, uh, at least a dozen times. But he swore under oath that they never discussed any family business dealings. So we have parallel investigations taking place, Senate and House, at the exact same time. And then we have this news coming out about Antony Blinken preparing and, and organizing this letter between the 51 intelligence community members and there are still some of them that we don't have the names of uh, and then of course we have the whistleblower coming forward a number of different whistleblowers so things are really mounting up uh, when it comes to holding biden and his cronies accountable uh, If that is going to happen under the current regime, I will be very surprised. Uh, I think we're going to be looking at another year and a half of talking about this until somebody else is sitting in that seat in the White House. Maybe Joe Biden pardons himself and, and his cronies in the meantime, but there could very easily be other things that they're able to charge him with. They haven't brought anything at this point, as far as I'm concerned, because they're aware that it would fall upon deaf ears and it would essentially just get brushed under the rug in the same way it has in the past and give me just a second guys it looks like there's something wrong with my foxhole chat over here i don't know why it's not working there we go all right let me say thank you to just duckies who says thank you for being a wonderful person keep up the great work thank you my friend uh sean joe thanks for that cookie filter dog one said baseless conspiracies was good last night i'm glad you enjoyed it i had a good time too Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Thick Ray says, Cheers to you, bud. The truth is loose. Cheers. And Just Duckies, I uh, was talking with my buddy the other day who isn't a Trump's Trump fan, and he agreed he's being wrongly accused. That's a win. That's a win, Just Duckies. I love hearing that because anybody with half a brain, anybody with two brain cells to rub together, can take a look at what they're doing to Donald Trump and recognize that it's not okay. All right, it is anti American. This is antithetical. To the way our justice system is supposed to work, they set out with a singular goal: take down Donald Trump any way you can. And for years, they have been spending millions of dollars in taxpayer money to try to destroy this man. Why? Because he dared to stand up against the machine. Mm. <clears throat> this was um, that guy Nathan Larson I mentioned at the um, at the outset. I, I, I talked about this guy. Before he died, uh, a couple of years ago, because he was a Democrat in Colorado running for Congress, Uh, I'm sorry, maybe it was in California, I don't know, California or Colorado, doesn't matter, he's dead, pedophile, he's dead, Uh, he died in federal custody, Um, what's interesting is that he apparently starved to death, so I don't know if he actively quit eating, Or if the guards quit feeding him, I mean, obviously, pedophiles don't typically last all that long in prison. So it's very possible that uh, Nathan Larson was murdered in prison, much in the same way that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in prison. You know, that's one thing I never actually have tended to think about. Jeffrey Epstein was a pedophile. So it's very possible that there would have been people in that jail in the MCC were just looking for an opportunity to kill him. Maybe they were afforded it. Maybe they were paid a lot of money by people like the Clintons. Who knows? Either one is just as likely as far as I'm concerned. All right. So um, this is a bit of an odd story I wanted to show you guys because it, uh, I thought it was crazy. I, I thought that it kind of encapsulates A lot of what's wrong in our society today and and the lack of morals and just general responsibility. This woman right here, a couple of years ago, she wrote – well, I guess just last year. She wrote a book about the death of her husband. It was a children's book and it was a book about grieving. It was a book about how she dealt with the loss of her beloved husband. Well, guess what? She just got charged with his murder. (laughs) So this woman killed her husband and then capitalized upon it by writing a book and pretending to be a victim. She is a woman from Utah. She authored this children's book last year, uh, and now she's been arrested for murder. Her name is Corey Richens. She's 33 years old. She was taken into custody yesterday. Apparently, she poisoned her husband with a lethal dose of, dose of fentanyl back in 2022 uh, in their home in Park City, Utah, near Park City, Utah. Um, now, on March 2nd, 2022, police came to the home. Uh, this woman, Corey Richens, found her husband cold to the touch and not breathing around 3 a.m. Now, she this is where she effed up. She told the authorities that she had uh, done CPR. However, the first responders said it doesn't look like he's had CPR, uh, uh, actually performed on him because there was blood coming from his mouth. And if she had done CPR, obviously that blood would have been on her mouth. Um, now, uh, there was also no history of drug use, uh, for, uh, Eric Richens, uh, never in anybody's wildest dreams. They have suspected that he would have died from a dose of fentanyl, um, However, they found five times the lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. So somebody wanted to make sure that he definitely died. And then, of course, there's also the fact that Corey, the wife, had purchased $1,800 worth of fentanyl pills just prior to his death. Well, that's a pretty damning bit of evidence right there. Now, uh, family members have said that uh, shortly after Eric's death – um, he had actually previously warned them that if anything happened to him, to take a look at his wife. <laughs> if it, Let me just, just, pro tip, pro tip. If you ever feel the need to say something to your friends and family, if anything happens to me, it was her. <laughs> or if anything happens to me, it was him. It's probably best to just get out immediately. Because I've never heard someone saying that and it turning out, good for them. Uh, it's always ended up with somebody on the wrong end of a gun or the wrong end of a bottle of pills or something like that. Uh, yeah, this is definitely, definitely not something that is normal in a relationship. And if you've ever felt that way, it's time to leave best leave. Now, one of Eric's sisters, a couple of years prior to his death, uh, said that Corey had allegedly handed her husband a drink that made him violently ill, while they were vacationing in Greece. So it sounds like she attempted to kill him previously, and Eric thought so as well. Um, Now, I guess she had been cut out of his will. That was something she was not aware of until the day after his death. Ooh, that's a sick burn from the grave. She actually sued Eric's sister, uh, who was his new beneficiary, Uh, and uh, Eric had actually planned to file divorce proceedings against his wife, but he never got the opportunity because she poisoned him. Uh, The book was entitled, Are You With Me? She just released it in March. (laughs) Uh, She said she was inspired by her children's struggles. This is the worst part. She's got kids in coping with their father's death. She promoted her book on a local news segment, Good Things Utah. Let's take a look at this murdering wench in person. Uh, Oh, they don't have it. Oh, man. Nope. They took it down. Dang it. I really want. Here we go. I really want to see this. Yeah. A children's book to aid in coping. Oh, no. Here it is.
1: Talking about loss with kids can be
0: a tricky subject. Joining us now is author of Are You With Me? Corey Richens to share her three C's to helping kids cope with grief. And Corey, I want to start with your story. What happened in your personal life? So my husband
1: passed away unexpectedly last year. So it's March 4th was a one year anniversary for us and um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. and we have three little boys, 10, 9, and 6. And, um, you know, we kind of – my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions.
0: Does that look like the face of a murderer? I mean I am just uh, consistently shocked at the things that people are capable of doing. You know, it just goes to show you that the way someone looks is not necessarily an indication of the type of behavior they're going to engage in. Um but this, I think, is indicative of today's uh, society uh, in, in in the manner in which we are obsessed with uh, ourselves or, or with uh, physical appearance or money or any of these things. You know, a woman like this saw her husband probably as a means to an end, some meal ticket uh, that uh, she was going to attach herself to. She She was going to murder him, cash in big. And who knows if she was even going to keep the kids. Now she probably gets benefits. Well, she did. Uh, The poor kids though, you know, at the end of the day, these poor kids, um, they are now the the only victims in this scenario. The mother did it and now the kids don't have any parents. It's just, it's just terrible. You know what else is terrible? Well, we'll talk about it in just a second after the break. Be right back. All right. A couple of comments from the Foxhole chat. Amen says, uh, eventually, evil will make you look awful. Probably her first murder. You're probably right. <laughs> probably her first murder. Uh, then Faith Over Fear 17 said, it shocked no one more than him. Actually, I would counter that by saying he probably wasn't that shocked because he had already warned his entire family that if anything happened, it was definitely his wife that did it. Plus, she had tried to kill him before. All right. So we've often, we've often wondered, like, what the hell is behind the trans agenda? Well, what if I told you it was just something as simple as money? Money, money, money. You know what comes along with uh, transitioning? Uh, A lot of unnecessary cosmetic procedures, which otherwise would not be covered by your medical insurance or by Medicaid or Medicare, whatever it is that you've got. However, when it's gender-affirming care, well, then it's necessary for your mental and physical well-being. And the insurance companies are going to pay for it. And we are going to pay the price as a society and also from our wallets because they're charging us more for insurance because these these treatments are not cheap. Um, think about uh, Botox. Botox, I think maybe it is relatively cheap, but what is it, like 80 bucks an injection or something like that? You got to go every, what, month or two? I don't know. But they will give Botox to women because they tell them that when your face is relaxed, it makes it look better because you won't have wrinkles. Well, let me tell you a secret, ladies. When you're using Botox too much, your face has no expression. You're unable to emote. It's an odd thing. It's called the uncanny valley. And it's not just to women. I see it in men all the time, too. I just see more women getting Botox. Maybe it's because I'm down here in Florida. But anyways... People who get Botox, I find it to be off putting. All right. Um, Now, they definitely will give it to men who are transitioning into women. You know, relax that brow. uh, You know, let it drop just a little bit so their hairline isn't so far back. Um, But it turns out that one pharmaceutical company who is a maker of Botox and maker of breast implants, which are necessary if you're a biological male and you want to look like a female, uh, was pushing doctors uh, to push their patients into getting trans-cosmetic procedures. This sounds a lot like the pharma giants – pressuring doctors into pushing the mRNA jabs on people. Uh, who is this company? Allergen Aesthetics. Uh, these products they make are used in cosmetic procedures. Uh, they've done a lot of uh, funding for research, which promote cosmetic treatments as particularly helpful for transgender people. Think about the lobbying industries in Congress. Uh, like uh, the uh, the oil industry or the I don't know the the beef industry, fertilizer industry, whatever it is, they come in, they fund this research, and then they suggest that government pass laws based upon that research. Well, no, it's exactly the same thing when it comes to this trans agenda stuff. Uh, they probably were like, "How can we sell more fake boobs and Botox?" Uh, and, you know, we, we can get these doctors a whole bunch of extra uh, cosmetic procedures at the same time. Maybe we can even get a bunch of liposuctioned human fat. Low Country Brooklyn says, hence we, hence why we fought Medicaid expansion in North Carolina. It covered gender reassignment. Also, Botox is around $12 to $13 per unit and usually costs around $450 to $600 each. That's okay. Well, clearly I have no idea what the cost of Botox is. $12 to $13 per unit. Is that like per mil? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's a lot more expensive than I thought it was. Okay. So uh, allergen... Aesthetics has basically been caught suggesting to plastic surgeons that uh, they get their patients to accept these treatments, uh, breast implants, uh, Botox injections, uh, a number of other cosmetic procedures, and they've been funding research uh, with in regards to their botox and in regards to their injectable fillers uh and uh, and it's all in service of getting people to accept this as uh gender affirming care. Um I think it's a bad idea. Because I think it betrays the financial motive that is behind all of this. Uh people are getting paid lots and lots of money to push this agenda on the American people. Uh and children are the ones who are suffering as a result. Um, I don't care how many studies there are. You know, a lot of people feel like they look good after they get plastic surgery. It, it's just the way that it works, okay? You know, you, you, you have like a wrinkly face or like your your neck is sagging. So you have that tightened or something like that. And once you heal up, you know, initially it looks pretty good. But then like your body starts to settle and it doesn't quite look the same and then you start maybe not recognizing yourself in the mirror. or People don't see you as you. What if they do too good of a job and your face is like pulled back like that woman in Brazil? You know, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. God made you the way that you are. It's OK. It's, everybody gets old. Everybody ages. It's okay to go through that. We have to go through that because that's part of life. That's the direction we're heading. Every single one of us is one foot closer to the grave every single day. We just got to accept it, embrace it, because otherwise, the alternative is boob jobs and uh, and Botox, and I you know I just don't think it's all that good for you. Um, probably a bad idea. That's just me though. Okay. Um, let me – let me pull up uh, – oh, this was uh, in regards to – this was absolutely ridiculous. I told you yesterday about the uh, the Hispanic shooter in Texas who killed eight people including a five-year-old child and the Washington Post suggested that he was a white supremacist um, because he had, I guess, a patch on his jacket that said right-wing death Squad." Uh, let me tell you what, the, the right wing death squads were from El Salvador, which is not a white country and that's a Hispanic nation that occurred during the eighties. Um, you know, there is a complicated history with the CIA operating in El Salvador, funding the right wing death squads. And essentially the United States was trying to stamp out communism down there, um, And as I showed you yesterday, this gentleman had a tattoo on his hand, which was affiliated with MS-13, a gang tattoo, a Hispanic gang tattoo. So where in the world uh, the Washington Post and other liberal commentators got the idea that this guy was a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist? You can see here in this title from the Washington Post, gunmen in Texas small shooting may have held neo-Nazi beliefs. Why? What is the clue? that he held neo-Nazi beliefs or that he was a white supremacist. If he's a white supremacist, then that is in contravention to his own elevation. He's going to stop himself from rising to the top because he's going to be putting the needs of the whites above him at all times. Now, I, I, I just I thought it was ridiculous when I saw it reported, but lo and behold, I wake up this morning and I see that the feds are actually investigating whether or not this guy was a white supremacist. Like we have reached peak clown world, peak stupidity, uh, and uh, I just just don't see that this is legitimately going to lead to a a, a point of evidence that is going to do anything to help us determine more about this guy. If this guy was a supremacist of any kind, he was probably a gang supremacist, Uh, certainly not a white supremacist because dude wasn't white. The only thing that you could consider to be remotely right wing and therefore affiliated with intelligent white people uh, is the right wing death squad patch. And that is a stretch at best, at best. Because I don't know a single person who's interested in shooting up a mall full of people or kids or anybody, you know, I mean, how often are we constantly telling people that we need to get along, you know, we got to meet up, we, we we need the American people to join forces against the, the death squads that are running this nation at the moment, this uh, illegitimate regime of deep state criminals that are running America. Now, I tend to think that's where this guy is came from uh, you know he didn't come from us just because I identify as a right-wing conservative doesn't have anything to do with right-wing death squads that are down in El Salvador that was a response to communism maybe a response to communism will erupt here but I don't think it's going to be right-wing death squads and I certainly don't think that this guy was a white supremacist now Anna Navarro of the view, would disagree with me. She she says that both blacks and Hispanics are not immune from being white supremacists. You know, every time I think that I've heard the dumbest thing in my life from the ladies of The View, they go and, and just completely blow up that spot. Let's go ahead and listen to Anna Navarro discuss this. Uh, I just, I can't believe that they can say this stuff with a straight face
1: all have to remember that the head of the Proud Boys, his name is Enrique Tarrio. The Proud Boys is a white nationalist group. Look, being Hispanic or being black does not, or being anything, does not make you immune from being racist, from being radicalized, from being a white supremacist, from being evil, from being homicidal. And we are seeing it over and over again. There are people, you know, they, they don't see themselves as what yeah. they are.
0: Yeah. So according to Anna Navarro's rationale there, this Hispanic gang member uh, had potentially some sort of, what, racial dysphoria? Did he uh, believe himself to be a trans white man? <laughs> that shit doesn't exist, but they would come up with something like that. Um, Here, I guess there's a whole bunch of clips from this episode of The View. Uh, let's go ahead. Hold on. Navarro claims there is not a mental health crisis in America. There's young boys watching porn all over the world. There's loneliness all over the world, but claims only America has war style weapons. I, that's not true. Uh, mentally unstable Sonny Hostin again argues that mass shooters are not mentally ill And murders only happen in the U.S. You've got to be kidding me. People that have mental health issues are much more likely to be victims of crime than commit crime. They're only killing people here. Uh, And then Whoopi Goldberg whines that people are not recognizing that there are very specific issues. Then proclaims it's not just about mental health. She then seems to tell viewers that they're soon going to get killed in a mass shooting. It's getting closer to everybody. Uh, And then... Sonny says again, I'm glad you brought up the race piece. Don't start with I'm a race baiter crap. Staunch racist Sonny Hostin whines about being called out on her racism and suggests Republicans are helping white supremacists and domestic terrorists by not banning ARs. Let me just tell you this. If somebody wants to kill someone, they're going to find a method to do it. Uh, there are still murders that take place in Europe and there's many places in Europe where you can't get guns. Um, no, of course, a mass shooting is only going to happen in a country that has the ability for their citizens to get guns. Um, but we need to be addressing the problem before it gets to that point. And quite often, you have situations that seem to be constructed. Uh, someone wrote me on Twitter and unfortunately, all of these videos are gone now. But the other mass casualty event that happened, another Hispanic driving through a uh, a bus stop full of migrant farm workers, may have been illegals, so maybe not. Um, th- apparently, there was a bunch of videos of that incident which showed people that were like in piles of bodies, like, you know, getting up and looking around or looking at their phones and stuff. I can't verify it. If there's anybody out there uh if there's anybody out there who has those videos of the uh the the drive-up murder spree that happened in Texas uh, right before this issue happened at the mall, uh, I really like to see them. <laughs> Eamon, didn't joy say on the view that she was afraid of blacks being allowed to have guns. Gosh, that's a good one. I would like to find that as a soundbite. Um let me see. Joy Behar, afraid of blacks with guns. Oh, no. She said that black people couldn't get guns. (laughs) Uh, Joy Behar claims the U.S. laws will change when black people get guns. (laughs) This was a good one. Uh, this was, uh, gosh, when was this? This was, uh, this is last year, about a year ago. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Uh, pause. ar fifteen owners are former military, okay. thirty five plus. Let and me one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah.
1: not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing: once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "What you stupid? How could you say something like that?" Black people have guns. Anybody ever been to Chicago? (laughs) Black people definitely have guns. Black people outside of cities have guns. Anyone who's an American citizen has the right to own a firearm. Hence, this guy in Texas who shot up a crowd of people at a mall. I don't even know if he was an American citizen, to be honest with you. All I know is his name is Mauricio Martinez Garcia, and he's not a white supremist. Well, speaking of black people having guns, let's move to St. Louis. Uh, Where at the uh, Cinco de Mayo celebration over the weekend, there was a number of shooting incidents that took place. Uh, I would like to send this story to Joy Bahar so she can see this. We actually have two shooters that the police are looking for. They both appear to be black Americans. And uh, we have one woman with these kind of orange colored braids and then another man with uh, long dreads. Uh nobody was killed in this incident. Uh thank you very much. However, the both of these people pulled out guns. There were I guess there was a fight, maybe two separate fights. They pulled out guns and rather than fighting like a man, maybe getting their ass beat, they decided to flash a gun around and then shoot it into a crowd of innocent people. Sounds like the good thing to do, very, very intelligent, Uh, and certainly uh, something that's uh, probably going to uh, get you lots of sympathy in the community. Let's go ahead and take a look at this report on who they were. St. Louis police will hold a news conference in about 90 minutes to talk about a very violent weekend across the city. 11 shootings from Friday evening through Sunday morning left five people dead and at least 15 others injured. Here are some images from police of an incident on Cherokee Street. They're looking for help identifying these people. You can see a man and a woman aiming guns at people on Friday. That's a ride or die chick right there. That's what they call that. Two people were shot. Five on your side's Mercedes McKay joins us live from police headquarters downtown with a breakdown of the weekend crime. Mercedes, McKay, in less than two. <clears throat> All right. So I'm not saying this crime is happening because they're black, but Joy Bahar, Black Americans are allowed to own guns, and uh, the laws are not changing because it's the Second Amendment. All right, it's codified in the Constitution. Uh, there we go. We have the right to bear arms. If you don't like having the right to bear arms then move, go someplace else or just stay in California. We don't need to hear from you. I'm not interested in your opinion on much of anything at all. But they consistently have the hottest takes on the view. It's one of the stupidest programs in modern television. Uh let's go take a look over here. I need to say thank you to <laughs> Okay, Um, M the Painter. Uh, Yes, okay, so this is in regards to the powers that Congress have. They can hold, they can sue, they can prosecute, so civil stuff, but uh, they have the right to order the sergeant-at-arms to arrest a person and hold them until he testifies. Yes, they they can't bring criminal charges. Uh, Thick Ray says, damn it, Zach, I have to go back to work. I can listen to you all day. The truth is loose. (laughs) The truth is loose. Uh, And this Just Duckies. Uh, says, most stupid thing I've heard, math is racist. Yeah, I mean, w- math is not racist. It's not racist at all. I mean, it is it is what it is. Two plus two equals four. One plus one equals two. One times two is two. Three times three is nine. Nine times three is 27. You can just keep going on and on and on. Math is, uh, it's like objective fact. Like, here it is. There's only one way to do it. There's no racism involved. If you can't figure it out, maybe there's something wrong with your brain. Uh, Maybe you're just not smart enough. But I tend to think that it probably is a failing of the people that you looked up to as a child. Either your teachers failed you, which could be racist. Maybe your parents failed you. I suppose that could be racist as well. But math is definitely not racist. Tz Burton, The View should be called The Vomit. Yes, I like it. Uh, let me see. Oh, look at this. Truth is out there. Zach, MG Show trashed your latest baseless conspiracy show with John this morning. I pushed back hard and they didn't like it. Why is Matrix even watching or caring about the show? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what problem he had with it. Uh, it's uh, it's meant to be a thought exercise. Let me tell you something. Um, there is a, a, a certain ability that some people have, and that is to occupy an idea inside your mind, like sit there and uh, and just hold it and consider it and talk around it. But you don't have to necessarily agree with it. Now, this issue with the Challenger pilots, uh, I'm not certain one way or the other. Um, Mostly, I think it's interesting that uh, they have so many strange coincidences around it. You know, I I would think that somebody like MG would uh, absolutely understand that. But if he has, I think he has more of a problem because it's me and John than anything else. Um, Let me see. Boom, boom, boom. Anyways, I hope, I wish him the best. Get over it. Uh, Let me see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, thanks, guys, <laughs> thanks for the love in the chat, I appreciate it, uh, let me see, Nakaz808, thank you very much for the shades, and, uh, I think that's it, guys, let me, let me go ahead and take a look here, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything else, um, I said thank you to Esther yesterday, uh, I'm sorry, uh, thank you to Mitzi, Et- Esther was on a different platform, it was a different one, um, Let me see. Oh, someone. Someone bought me three coffees. Floricio. Floricio bought you 29 coffees? Flor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Flor, thank you so much. That's incredible. Wow. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) uh, I live – I love my USA, says Matrix has Badlands Derangement Syndrome. <laughs> you guys got me to say his name like three times on the show. Never again. Never again. All right. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you guys. You're the best. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to go tell John about that show, and he'll probably go clip the relevant segments from it because uh, that he always likes to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, Yes, uh, yes, DRM. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Esther. Uh, yeah, floor. Awesome. You, you guys are all awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I was laughing at that butt suck comment. That's right. I just didn't want to repeat it. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for being here. Whether you catch me on Red Pill Seventy Eight or on Badlands Media, uh, I'm done for the day. I'll be back tomorrow with Red Pill News live at six PM Eastern, and then of course. Altered state with my good friend, Brad Collagero Gets All the people I talk to are my friends. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you tonight. Just wanna, I just want to address this. Johnny says, Zach blew me off when I brought up MG months ago. I didn't blow you off, man. I just did not want to talk about him, and I, I don't want to talk about him. Um, I think that it is uh, unhealthy to perpetuate this constant rivalry between people who honestly have the, the same goals – Um, And I wouldn't have brought it up if somebody hadn't just said that he was specifically talking about my show. Uh, So, Johnny, I appreciate you supporting the show. I wasn't trying to blow you off, and I just want you to know that. I just don't like talking about drama. I feel like I've got more important things that I need to handle.